This is the Daddy Saturday Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Daddy Saturday Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bat. So good to be here with my great friend, Chris Allen. Chris is someone that I admired from the stage when he was a pastor at Elevation Church and someone I just looked up to immensely as a, a leader in ministry and a leader in life, a leader in business. And Chris has since joined the Ronald Blue Trust as a consultant. And Chris has leading now businesses across the business world. He's also an amazing husband, a father of four, and a guy guy that I have come to know and respect and admire personally, not just from a distance. So Chris, glad to have you on the podcast. Look forward to the conversation today. Thanks so much. So Chris, you know, you have like me, the unique perspective and opportunity to kind of cross the chasm of being around a lot of other businesses and business owners, as well as being a business yourself and seeing what they're experiencing during this time, but also being a family man and a father and a husband and, and leading at home as well as at work. And we've kind of seen this intersection, right, between family and business where the two cannot be intertwined any more than they are today. What are you seeing? Kind of how are you dealing with it at home? And give us some thoughts around that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that most business owners are wrestling and dealing with the same thing. I'll just broadly categorize it as leaders because business leaders are wrestling on one hand, sort of financial state of my business, but on another hand, stewardship over the people that I have kind of sort of been entrusted with under my care. And on one hand, how do I keep this business going? On another hand, how do I value and take care of the people that, that I've been entrusted with? And so, man, this is crazy. These times are, again, to use the word that everyone's using, unprecedented, but I think it creates this incredible opportunity for us as leaders to value people. And so much of the work that I do is just about valuing people within the sort of the environment of a business and creating a culture that brings out the best in people. And so for, for these conversations with business leaders, it's how do you get really transparent, get really vulnerable, really just to reduce the stress levels of your people, how do you bring about peace in a time when fear is just running up the hormones of adrenaline and cortisol levels and people can't even think straight? And so a lot of it has to do with communication. And so let me take a quick sort of right turn. The same thing is true of our families. That's right. And so we have our kids and our spouses in a time like this, there's fear and there's anxiety and our ability to communicate often and to share openly how we're making decisions. I think of what the great opportunity this is to train up our kids in how to deal with difficult times. And while these are unprecedented times, we've seen tough times before. We can learn from this. And so I think one thing that maybe I'll share and then pause is, you know, knowledge is when we sort of learn from our own mistakes. But wisdom is is really when we learn from the experiences of others. And I think that this is an incredible time for us as business leaders to learn from other business leaders who have experienced things like this before. Right. But to bring it back to family, how do we bring our kids along in this time and help them learn from us during this time as well? Oh, that's such a great point. And I love the family aspect of it because one of the principles in Daddy Saturday is far more is caught than taught, right? Mm -hmm. And I think all of our kids are watching us today to say, how are we dealing with this crisis? is this scenario? Are we displaying fear, right? Or do we have peace? Do we have anxiety or do we have a calmness about us? Are we leading from the front or are we 
following and constantly obsessed with the media cycle and just getting absorbed in all that's going on. And our kids are watching us, right? And so we can we can yeah. give an example of that. I think at the same time in the business capacity, you nailed it, right? It's the same thing there. There are others who have been before us who have been through circumstances equal to, if not far greater, maybe not exactly the same, but like we've been through in the past. And what could we learn from them and how they made it through? So there's a lot to be yeah. learned today and a lot of examples that we can give. Um, give me your thoughts around the whole premise of the view of a child. Because you know, one thing I found, Chris, is that you know we view it as adults, right? We view it as mature adults in some cases. I'm not necessarily always mature about things, but when I look at it through my eyes, I realize that I'm processing it in a very different capacity than my kids are processing it. So how important is it to look at things from their perspective as well as we go through something like this? That's a good question. Let me give a quote and then maybe share some thoughts. But last March, so over a year ago, I guess I was got an opportunity to spend some time with John Maxwell. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were walking away from a big event that he gave and two young men ran up and wanted him to sign a couple books for him. He was exhausted, it had been 90 degree heat. And as he was sort of being protected by a few of us who wanted to get him off to a cool place and get some water, he said, no, 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 I will sign their books. And as we were walking away, he looked at a few of us and just said, hey, people will never remember what you told them. They will always remember how you made them feel. Wow. And I think that in the minds of our kids right now, they are feeling a whole lot. And it's our job as parents to figure out and to dig what it is that you're feeling. And to some kids, this is like extended vacation. To some kids, this is a new way of learning. But either way, regardless of what kids are experiencing from an education standpoint, we've got to figure out how they're feeling and address some of those feelings. Because it's, again, they'll look back on these times and they might not remember the specifics. They don't care about the CARES Act. They, they <laughs> care about um, how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And so I think our ability to really get to the emotional level with our kids and walk through that and uh, spend time with them processing is really important. That's great. You know, you've got this fabulous bookshelf behind you and I'm, I'm seeing some of the books and I can pick out from the spines. We have a lot of books in common that we've read. Have you ever read the book Talk Triggers? No, I haven't. Fabulous book. It's um, I'm going to do a post here about a couple of books that I would recommend every business owner and parent reads during this time. It's one of them. They've got two llamas on the front of the book, and it's it's hot pink, and that's their talk trigger, right, for the book. And one of the stories they tell in there is very similar to the Maxwell story. It's about Penn and Teller, the magician. They've got one of the longest-running acts in Las Vegas. And the reason why Penn and Teller are so popular, their talk trigger is that after the show, they come out into the auditorium. They'll spend as long as people will stay there and interact with the audience after the show. So you That's get access cool. to this Vegas, you know, legendary, iconic magicians in a personal setting after the show. And they just want to show that they care and they have community. And it's very similar to what Maxwell said, right? And that's their talk trigger, but they put that in their own purpose. And I think the same is true, not just in business that clearly works there, but with our families, like what are those talk triggers that we're putting in place with our kids right now during this time so that they hear what, not only they hear what they need to hear, but they see what they need to see in terms of the way we're leading from the front. So yeah, thanks for bringing that Maxwell straight up. I love that. We're going back and forth between business and family, but I think that's the point of this, right? Is that they're so intertwined today. In the Ronald Blue Trust, you're obviously consulting with a lot of companies what are you hearing out there in the business marketplace? Is there an overwhelming sense of fear, of uncertainty? What are you hearing? Yeah, there is. I mean, there's real fear and there's real uncertainty. A number of business owners are trying to figure out very difficult decisions. How do I sustain this? My suppliers are getting hurt. How do I recoup accounts payable and accounts receivable and 
I mean, like it, this, these are real issues. A number of business owners are, are right now processing through the CARES Act and how do I access some of these funds that are available through the government. But what's interesting is most of my conversations are not specifically about the business or money or financial. It's about people. Mm. And I would say overwhelmingly, business owners are concerned about their people. That's right. And so it doesn't even become about our product or what we sell. It's the people under my care. And the hardest thing to admit or the hardest decisions are ones that affect the people that I care so much about. And so I think we're seeing just a tremendous, uh, maybe a shift in mindset to get back to what matters most. Mm -hmm. And I think we're going to see changes and adjustments in the way that we do business from this point forward. I mean, obviously, there's the the virtual environments of the workplace. For those people that used to combat this idea of flexible workspace and remote workers or workforce, I mean, I think you'd have to argue uh, pretty hard to say that we can't be productive. Uh, So I think that you'll see changes there. I think you'll see changes in a lot of businesses looking at mission, vision, and values and deciding, are we just going to write these on our wall or are we going to really live these things out? Because when push comes to shove and when we're in a crisis, the most important thing is that we model who we say we are. And so those are really what I see, but I would just put it in one big bucket. And I would say most of the issues that I'm dealing with have to do with people. Well, I also know from knowing you, that's your area of expertise, right? It's all about people. And you've had a focus on that for years and you've done a great job in doing so. So how do you help a business leader? So if I'm a business leader and I'm listening to this podcast, I think it applies to the leader of a family as well. It doesn't matter equally. What are some of Chris's tips of how you lead people through a time of a crisis or adversity like we're going through? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna start really basic, communicate. And that sounds like so minor, And yet it is so major because in a time of crisis like this, nobody will ever say, man, they really communicated too much. (laughs) Um, People want to know what's going on. And I think as a leader, you have to think about what are the questions that my people are asking. And it really has to do with Maslow's hierarchy of needs as humans. We have physiological needs. We have safety needs. Then we want to be loved and we want to belong. Then we want to grow in self-esteem, and then we want to become all that we were made to be or the best version of ourselves. And so people really want to trust their leaders. They want to be cared for. They want uh, compassion, but they they also want to be inspired and have hope. And so the tip is this, communicate all the time and communicate via video or picture or something because what people are really wanting to see is uh, your facial expressions, your nonverbals because they can read where you are and your stress levels through your face. And then the other tip would be, be completely transparent and vulnerable. That builds trust and your people wanna know what's going on. Even if they don't understand all the specifics, they wanna know how's the business doing? How are we doing? Am I about to lose my job? And so the more that you can share, even if you don't know all the details, share as much as you possibly can to reassure people. So communication is one. And then I think, Honestly, it's just reaching out and having regular mechanisms where people can communicate back to you in a way of, of sharing, hey, here's how you could help me. And so the, the other thing would be you, there's a communication on a team or group aspect, but then there's individual communication to find out the individual needs of people as well and having a way for people to share back hey, here's what I'm dealing with, here's what I'm struggling with, et cetera. So maybe I just, I'll lump it all up into 
communication. I think it's so vital. And obviously there's a little, a lot of little parts to that. Oh man, that is gold, Chris. You know what I love about that so much is that the feedback loop of the, the communication back is probably one could make a bet that it's also directly correlated to the amount of feedback you get back, the amount of communication you put out, right? So if people are seeing you as a leader being vulnerable and transparent and over communicating and doing it through the, the video and other ways where they can actually see your emotion, your expression, then that's going to increase the amount of feedback and the amount of transparency they're willing to have back with you. So man, yeah. awesome point. Love that. That's great. Well, Chris, you know, as we get into the end of the interview here, I just got a, maybe a question for you that's more broad and, and just to say, if there's one thing you could leave the audience with, maybe something we didn't get to cover here in the short time we've had together, what would that be? I'm going to go with something we've been talking about. And I think we, as leaders, as parents, we're always trying to figure out what other people are thinking. And we're trying to guess and we're trying to meet needs. We're trying to figure out how to love our spouses better, how to love our kids better, how to love our employees better. And uh, the reality is like, we never take the time to ask. And I want to encourage parents and business leaders and spouses and everyone else, like just ask. And you'll be amazed that by asking questions, you can pull out the needs and the desires and the emotional needs of your kids, of your employees, of friends and relationships. And if we would just care enough to ask instead of trying to figure it out and guess and get it wrong, and wonder why people are upset, man. And now asking requires that you actually take the time to talk. And so I would just say, man, how do we figure out how to take the time to really communicate, uh, to check in on people, to ask them how they're doing and how I can help. And then I would just sum it up with no matter what decisions you're dealing with, it really still does come down to people. It's always about people. And we think, oh man, this is about the finances, or oh man, this is about time, or oh man, this is about th their love language is gifts. No, it's people. It's about people. And I, I'm a person of faith. And so, you know, it's like the two greatest commandments love God, love people. Yeah. It's like love people. If I can get that right, man, that would solve a whole lot, whole lot of problems. <laughs> Amen to that. Um you know, Chris, I, I appreciate you so much. I, we could talk for hours. I will get this conversation process as fast as possible and get it out to our audience. I think it's stuff that they need to hear. Great tips for winning in the workplace and winning at home. Thank you for your time. I love you, brother. Thank you for all you're doing as well. You know, for those of you who don't know, Chris is on the Daddy Saturday Foundation as a board member. So he's helping me further this goal of reaching 10 million fathers in 10 years and ending fatherlessness. And it all starts right in the home with each of you individually. So as always, uh, be intentional, be engaged, make it a great Daddy Saturday. Thanks for listening to the Daddy Saturday podcast. Be sure to subscribe to join me and thousands of other fathers in the journey of raising good kids to become great adults. And be sure to check out daddysaturday.com for our latest resources, content, and epic ideas for how you can be a more intentional and engaged father. And we'll see you here on the next episode of the Daddy Saturday podcast. Thanks for listening.